Hey everyone, today I will be doing a double review of two major Oscar contenders, The Fablemans, Steven Spielberg's newest, and The Banshees of Inishirin, Martin McDonough's newest. And let's just start with The Fablemans since my feelings on it are a little bit more complex. I'm surprised to say that this movie didn't fully work for me. I liked it, but I was just expecting to love it. It's one of those movies where I can recognize the quality. It's definitely a very good movie, but a lot of it just fell flat for me. I think I let my expectations get too high, so I was left a little bit disappointed. But that's the weird thing, is it's one of those movies where I go, it's still probably in the top 20 of the year. It's still a very good movie, but because it's Spielberg, because the trailer was so good, because I had such high expectations, um, I didn't love it as much as I wanted to and as much as I was expecting to. Starting with the technical stuff, though, this movie is very well made. The costume, production, and sound design, as well as John Williams' score, are all fantastic. This is a beautiful looking movie. Kaminsky's cinematography is great as always, although I will say it's a little bit more of the same. I'm getting a little bit tired of it. I'm ready for Spielberg to try something new because it seems like all his movies with Kaminsky are in the same style and kind of look the same. So I'm ready for something different, even though this was a very stunning movie. Moving on, um, I was actually a little bit mixed on the performances. Michelle Williams was good, but she never reached that next level for me. Same with Paul Dano. He was good, but I struggled a bit to buy him in this role. On the other hand, Judd Hirsch and David Lynch were standouts, and Gabriel Labelle especially was fantastic. I'd love to see him get nominated for Best Actor. I don't know if he will, but he deserves to be. The entire movie kind of relies on him, and he carried it all on his shoulders, and I'm excited to see where his career goes next. The rest of the cast, including but not limited to Seth Rogen, Chloe East, Julia Butters, and Matteo Zorian were all solid. I didn't have a problem with any of them. Last but not least, I think the bare bones uh, kind of broader story is very good. Seeing young Sammy fall in love with filmmaking while dealing with anti-Semitism at school, as well as the conflict between his parents as they eventually end up getting divorced, is very compelling. I love the themes of science versus art as Sammy tries to get his dad to understand that filmmaking is not just a hobby. All of that was great. I think the general story of this movie is fantastic, and there were some really great standout sequences. The ending with John Ford and then the extended conversation with Judd Hirsch are two examples of that and two moments when the movie was really firing on all cylinders. Another great moment, probably the best moment of the movie, definitely the best shot of the movie, this is this is some great cinematography is when um, Sammy is watching his parents arguing and then he imagines himself recording them in the mirror. And that one shot, I feel like you could do like a half an hour analysis of that one shot, just how, what it means for Sammy's character, how much it reveals about him, his priorities, what he's thinking, how much it relates to the theme of the movie about family versus art, having to kind of sacrifice family for art and all these different things. And then also props to Spielberg for kind of getting so personal and not being precious about how he depicts himself and really digging deep into kind of his own psyche. And I just thought that shot was like a next level thing. It was mind blowing. And I'm really excited to hear um, all the video essays and all the stuff on that shot because I think it's pretty genius. I guess my main problem is just that the movie got a little too melodramatic for me at points. It's weird. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and understand it. But it almost came off as a little bit soapy. I don't know what it was, maybe the dialogue, but I just found myself cringing a little bit at how overdramatic the movie got. I feel like I need to rewatch it because I know this is a movie I'm going to like a lot more on rewatch. 
but at least on my first watch, I was uh, struggling a little bit with the melodrama. All in all, though, I still think this is a very good movie. I just wouldn't necessarily call it a great one. It's a movie where all the individual parts are amazing, but the whole feels less than the sum of its parts. But who knows? I'm hoping my thoughts will change. I'm hoping that I'm going to like this movie a lot more on rewatch and I'm going to regret not praising it more. But there's no way to know until I rewatch it. So we'll just have to see. And those are pretty much all my thoughts on The Fablemans. Moving on, let's talk about a movie I have way less complex feelings about, The Banshees of Inishirin. I absolutely love this movie on so many levels. First of all, just another extremely well-made movie. Production design is great. The cinematography is stunning. Um, I honestly prefer the cinematography of Banshees to Fablemans because you can tell this was all shot on location in Ireland. It's absolutely gorgeous. Martin McDonough's direction is fantastic. Um, he started as a playwright, but this doesn't feel like your typical play movie. Um, it's not just contained to one room. He makes good use of the environment, and it feels a lot more cinematic than you might expect. Speaking of fantastic, also the performances. Colin Farrell is my top choice to win Best Actor, and Brendan Gleeson and Carrie Condon should also be nominated in their respective categories. Um, Barry Keegan, also fantastic. They were all incredible in their roles. I also have to mention the tone. I don't know how this movie manages to be so absolutely hilarious, yet so melancholy and depressing and emotional at the same time. It's a movie that goes so absurd and so ridiculous, but never too far. It's never unbelievable. You still buy everything happening on screen, but it's a movie that'll have you both laughing out loud at everything happening and also deeply contemplating your own life. And that brings me to the writing. Aside from maybe everything everywhere all at once, this is probably my top choice to win Best Original Screenplay. I absolutely love the story of this movie. I'm a big themes guy. I'm a big questions guy. I like when a movie tackles big philosophical ideas. And this movie really does that. It asks all these deep questions and it examines all these themes about life, about purpose. Really similarly to Everything Everywhere All at Once, actually, it's a movie about purpose what makes life worth living? Is it our legacy? Is it the art we leave behind? Or is it the relationships we make? Is it a waste of time to consider our legacy since everything will be forgotten anyways? Or is that something we need to be thinking about? So all of those ideas are explored within the movie in a really interesting way. And then also this is a movie about masculinity and ego and the futility of it, about depression and friendships and longing for something more, longing for a better life. And all this really deep and interesting and introspective philosophical stuff is baked into a movie that is absolutely hilarious, absurdly entertaining, and just beautiful to look at. And uh, I'm not going to say any more because I don't want to spoil it, but I highly, highly recommend this movie. This is in my top five of the year. I love this movie. And that pretty much brings me to the end of this double review. What did you think of these two movies? Which one was your favorite? Did you like them more than me? Less than me? You can leave a voicemail, let me know in the comments, the email, or the form, and all those links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and have a good day.